Well, hello. So today's question uh, is one that I think bubbles up in various ways for us in various topics. Yeah, pops up a lot. And yeah, and and certainly it, it relates to a couple of very uh dare I say mainstream or or urgently pronounced topics these days. Um so the question for today is is binary natural? You make me feel like a natural woman. I mean, according to that song, I think the debate is over. <laughs> yeah, that's a mic drop right there. <laughs> if we based that, I mean, that would be one way to govern, right? I like it. I like it. Uh, so <laughs> as as per the usual, I am Andy Swindler, one of your faithful co-hosts for Totally Classic. And I am, uh, as is typical, Brendan McNamara. And we explore topics that are often divisive, um, perhaps incendiary. Uh, in some cases, I think we might agree needlessly so, uh, or, or destructively so. Yeah. Uh, so we try to meet, uh, we do try to find common ground, but we have no intention necessarily to agree or to change each other. Uh, that may happen naturally just through uh, polite and rigorous discourse. And we come at these from fairly different, you know, uh, social backgrounds and ideological uh, backgrounds. And although we certainly have a lot of shared uh, territory as well. And that's what we're going to get into today is binary natural. Mm -hmm. So I thought, first of all, it might just be helpful to list some binaries that are perhaps indisputable. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, one that occurs to me is just the, the, na the nature of magnetism. Mm, yep. Magnet magnetic, magnetic poles, right? Positive, Positive and, negative. and negative. Yeah. I would say, like, this is more sociological, um, and this uh, is rooted very much in my family upbringing, speaking of uh, uh, backgrounds. Um, yes and no. Now I'm well aware that maybe exists, uh, and I'm well aware that exceptions to all of these. But the principal binary of yes and no is, or yay and nay, is to me uh, natural. And um, uh, in that, I think it is uh, inherent and uh, necessary uh, for all human governance, even self-governance, even uh, even from the smallest community. Uh, to the largest one. I like that. It, make, it reminds me of a phrase, there are no hell maybes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm guilt. I'm like on a lifelong mission to, to get cl clearer yeses and nos, to actually sink more into those binaries, because I think yeah. that is often a gift of kindness for myself and others, because yeah. I think that relates to boundaries and yeah. clarity, and clarity is kindness. So yeah, I, I feel like I too often have been in that wishy-washy middle space because I yeah. do see possibilities and live in possibilities and there's gifts in that. But when it comes to especially interacting with others, that Chris, that's where it, yeah, that's know, where it's huge. Yeah. Yep. Um, and for me, I mean, deeper down the the saying no thing has all of this attachment around not wanting to dis disappoint people and whatever. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, it's like not 
standing up for my own sovereignty and and actually projecting a lot onto them that's one of the things i mm -hmm. learned about like consent culture is if i'm like assuming somebody if, if i'm saying yes just because i don't want to hurt their feelings i'm actually taking away some of their power because i'm i'm you know taking away yeah the idea yeah. that they that they can deal with my no and that yeah. and then maybe maybe they would even have a say in that yeah it's almost manipulating their data set so then they're, yeah, even their systems of, of appraisal. Well, yeah, and it causes people's uh, systems of appraisal to malfunction. You know what I mean? Because if they smell, detect a no, and they're seeking consent, and they're like, because I think it's a no, but and so I better check, and then it's a yes. That means they file away all the information that they are previously processing under yes. So they're like, when people scrunch their, <laughs> their eyes up like this and lean back a little bit and tense up, you're like, oh, that doesn't mean no. It means it means yes, but it's just like they're just you know they're just going through something, and so you're like that can actually be really dangerous downstream or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, wow. that's an interesting way to look at it. Well, one, it's so funny. Yeah. I start I started making a list when you brought this topic, and I just was like, okay, uh, binaries that I like and ones that I don't. Uh, but I just did yes okay. or no, so I'm, I was ready for this part. Uh, but here, go ahead. It's your turn. That, that's we're so synced up. We accidentally yeah. coordinated. I love it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, you, you mentioned, I think, something similar in the pre-talk, pre but I was just thinking left and right. Yep. Especially in the context of human anatomy. And yep. I fully recognize not everybody has a left and a right, say, hand or feet. Yep. Um, but as we were discussing, that's, I don't know, pretty indisputably part of the, the human blueprint that, they're, that the design is to have a left and a right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and up and, and up and down would be very similar. Um, and these are again, uh, ex, uh, this actually already starts to get to. I think one of the things I think people misapprehend about binaries uh, is that binaries. <laughs> you got to be careful, right? Uh, the all binaries are absolute is a is a sentence I would hesitate to uh, to utter, um, meaning that our our perception of binaries can be malleable or if someone was saying well if there's only let's say up and down then that's all you can say you know what i mean then it gets like well there's only north there's only south there's only east there's only west when we know of course northwest helps you navigate but you're navigating via two binaries right or in that case you're like well that's four that's not like well but it is kind of we i think operationally our brains look at it as, as sort of two binaries up down is like that left right and that you know what i mean you're like head a little bit right and you're like oh let's see which I think actually already groups towards what I think, uh, again, I'm a huge binary fan. I think they're natural and I think they're supernatural. So, uh, but I, I think largely binaries come from almost any like graphical distribution on a line of like how things play out, right? Is things tend to cluster in a couple areas and you go, oh, okay, well, there seems to be a, a narrow line in the middle, bulk over here, bulk over here. Those then, are, that's essentially, those are our binary. Right, those are our binary clusters by which we can now orient ourselves and figure out, like let's say, my uh, the shutter word, like a nuanced application uh, to something. So I think left and right already kind of bring, brings that in. You know, you're like lift more with your right hand while you're also lifting with your left hand. It doesn't eliminate the binaries to be using both of them at the same time. Yeah, and you just reminded me I, I, in the last one or couple episodes, I think we were trying a new format where we answer the question in the front and the and the back end oh yeah 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 Bin binaries by the way starting yes. and finishing yes um, so I you just answered it yes there's natural and supernatural and i'm i'm gonna 
have an, a, an initial answer of yes as well in the in the to the extent they do exist yes uh, so <laughs> yeah now part of the explanation will be um in fact another variation of the question was are, are binaries good and that i think will naturally drift into a judgment about binaries and, and yeah. all sorts of things yeah 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 well because then you have to define good or whatever yeah 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 well that's and, what i was thinking and, that's and, a binary i think good and evil is like a an absolutely essential binary now people yeah, know people, like, don't, people people automatically don't in general don't really like that you're like oh don't do that you're like well, things aren't completely good and completely evil and you're like well things aren't completely right or completely left right if you if you go to the right eventually you're going to come all the way around the world and end up on your left side it'll be very curious right but none <laughs> but nonetheless th things being but what per people perceive as good and evil i know would vary but it's much like an on or off you know what i mean is this good or is this is this maladaptive and it's going to certainly cluster in one of those functionally in terms of how we engage with it and we can engage with both i mean we can sit in the middle of it but you know part of the joy is sitting in the middle and you know you're in the middle you know what i mean you're like oh this is kind of good but it's kind of bad and you feel tough i feel like it's almost like the polarities that you introduce which i think is great because you can feel those things let's say engaging in risky sexual behavior right you're like oh part of this is good because this feels good and i'm super excited i'm pumped up but then part of it is also like this is straight up malevolent to my life like I'm, I'm i'm potentially endangering my future doing this like this is not good like you know, what it, we've all had those right and so you, and part of the joy there is the tension because you feel yourself being pulled apart by the binaries and instead of just being like there is no if you get rid of the binaries then you get rid of the excitement right if there is no sort of good bad to it then it's, it's a lot more just like well and this is just pleasure which, you know, again, it's kind of like slightly more like Buddhist track as you start to unravel attachments to anything or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's 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 an approach, but I think it's an unnatural approach, right? That would be a, a proposal of a supernatural, a supernatural approach, attached, non-attached. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, part of what you're getting at there, I think, is perspective and starting mm -hmm. place, right? Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of binaries, if we zoom out or, or sort of change our standing yeah. perspective so i don't know i've i've heard i should double check this um fact check alert um fact check that some people say the the earth is going to flip poles one day oh yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah oh oh that's going to fuck a lot of stuff up um <laughs> yeah won't, won't that be fun uh so you know yeah like but but it, but that's not necessarily re removing the binary that's like flipping it yep still uh, and, still, and then still two and then to your point you know getting into these binaries of good and evil yeah i would admit that exists uh but but all of a sudden it's like oh my god we have to unpack the definitions of those there's all this yeah. context that suddenly becomes important and you're yeah. reminding me my my father was a philosophy professor for decades oh, yeah. and um I, I remember when i went into business as an entrepreneur and i just asked him about ethics and because he taught ethics and it was just funny his reaction was like I've I've raised you well. I've I've taught you everything you need to know. It was that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Which yeah. kind of leaves me with, gee, every decision I make must be ethical. I'm like, well, that's obviously not true. Yeah. Um, you weren't listening. But, <laughs> but one thing he, he said that stuck with me was that every complex decision can be boiled down to a series of tiny binaries. Like when you really yeah. drill down all the way down. I think this is how you your mind tends to work logically. Absolutely. Like when you really send it all the way down to the, the tiniest little level yeah uh then then and, and basically atomize it break it into all yeah. these tiny little like good or bad you know 
decision points, yeah. then, then, then the ethics become more clear and we can lay those out and say, okay, now, now we can look at this. But when we stay at this, for a lot of these, especially complex social issues, when we just yeah. tend to hover, hover at this high level layer, and, and especially when we add in you know, the, the limitations of social media and, and just people's emotional maturity, yeah. I, it's just like a mess. Yeah. Um, then you tend yeah. to gravitate towards the binary of this group versus that group which I feel like is, that's a natural, that's natural. That's a natural binary in group, yes. out group, but it's, I don't think it's, it's, it's utility varies based on scenario. Yeah. It's, I think it's so funny by the way, listen, cause I, I know God. So then I'm like, it's very funny to me that God placed you in a house where your dad believed that thing. And then had a computer put you and me together as freshman year roommates with someone else who thinks the same particular way. And I can't say I've encountered many people who've like talk about the world the way I do. So the fact that your dad and I are both like, yeah. And of course it makes me pat my own back, but I was like amateur basement philosopher that I consider myself. I was like, well, you know, well-esteemed ethics professor, me, you know, same thing, you know, you know, we've got to the same place, just different methods, you know, mine might've involved more weed or whatever, but like still the same place. Yeah. Binaries, you know, I think binaries are, well, listen, I, although let me say this from a supernatural sense, uh, I think humans are, and this might be people, people, again, I feel like there's a transhuman agenda going on, human, not human, trying to blend those binaries, um, uh, human or other, again, inside, outside, uh, that their uh, humans operate in, on a binary. And I think the, the, the language of computers, right, uh, ultimately, the sort of binary of like on switch, off switch, zeros and ones, uh, also communicates, I think, quite specifically how pretty much how our brain switches work. Like at the most fundamental level, that's our best way of determining how to, nav how to navigate the world, you know? Now, listen, AI may invent some entirely different system or whatever, but even then it's still rooted fundamentally on, I don't code, so I could be completely wrong, but my perception of it uh, as a series of zeros and ones, you know, on switch, off switch. Yes, this, yes, this, not this. And that, and that you're constantly ultimately having to make, in order to route any, communication, any electricity, any thought, and since our brains are electricity, you have to go, yes, this way, nope, not, not that way, yes, this way, constantly, you know? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Uh, and I, as a, for what coding and development I did, I, I never really got into binary code because I, I came along later. Like if you yeah. learned coding in the, yeah. in the 70s or 80s, you were like writing machine code and literally with binary. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, you mentioned a couple of things I want to touch into. So, uh, you know, one is, you know, this group versus that group. And you yeah. reminded me that I, I, there's a book, a kind of a behemoth called The Dawn of Everything. And my favorite term coming out of that concept was schismogenesis. Mm. I'm going to say it again because it's fun to say. Yeah. Schismogenesis. Say it with me, folks. Schismogenesis. schismogenesis. And that's, it's. That's good. That it, is like some, that is some James Cameron. Uh, Ridley Scott type of that. You're like, oh, they're gonna say that <laughs> seven times in this in uh, whatever that alien one was, where they went back to see how the aliens were sort of seeded in the first place. It feels like that. Yeah, and and so it's fascinating through an anthropological lens because yeah. they're looking at human history and whatever we can yeah. figure out about it, and it's it's a provocative book. I mean, they're they're trying to upend lots of kind of mainstream anthropology. And they look at a lot of cultures that seem to define themselves against each other. Yeah. 
where where not only like we are this tribe and they are that tribe, but like the nature of these tribes is actually going to take a different form based on not being like the other. Yeah. And they, they pointed to one specific instance of, and I, I'd have to double check the, the timing of this, several hundred years ago. Um, but before the Europeans uh, did, did all of our horrible conquering and slavery was two uh, indigenous tribes on the West, what's now the West Coast, I think mm. it was California and Oregon. And one one was very egalitarian and and the other had had enslaved people you know and, and it yeah. was just so many other factors about these two tribes seem basically like based on what we can tell which is a huge caveat uh seemed pretty similar and they mm. were they were like theorizing that like oh they're maybe they're somehow defining themselves a, a, against each other like yeah and so there's a balance there um yeah oh my god i mean we, happy uh, may the fourth be with you i mean <laughs> yeah no jedi jedi sith right i mean that, yeah. there's a binary yeah well again that's why i think the good evil proposition even in especially in internal reckoning is vital and then i would say even from a supernatural sense that is the general consensus of all spiritual thought is you know people might call it different things but ultimately like the helpful unhelpful or harmful you know helpful or harmful good evil like beneficial sort of malevolent attached you know, attached or unattached, you know, that that's, that, that we fundamentally function on the, or beautiful, not beautiful, true, you know, fault, true, false, all those sorts of things. Like we, I think we tend to flourish within those. And I think actually the very fundamental, I think they're, they're teeny, they're fundamental and low level, most of them. Um, I think that's actually how we flourish, you know what I mean? So you can even flourish in, in oppositional force, you know, like that can help of course, until one person's like, no, there must be no binary. But I think that's often the problem too, right? When you seek to just like destroy all those who don't think like you. Um, so seeking to abolish binaries actually, I, I think is 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 a dangerous instinct because it's a consumptive, it's kind of a destructive uh, instinct. You know what I mean? As opposed to, or even trying to, and this is why people fear sitting in the middle. If you're like in the middle, you're like, then it just feels like stalled progress, you know? Because you have to kind of figure out, like, no, which gate, which gate, because we, we have to constantly make decisions, right? We're constantly making, I mean, the whatever, I can't even remember how many, but like, or, you know, hundreds of thousands, like, million, like billion, billions and trillions of pro, like little binary processes are happening in our brain constantly in terms of like adjudicating how close my hand was going to move next to my face as I gesticulate, you know, it's probably whatever, 300,000 little, little mini little binaries flickering on and off. Um, so it's oh, interesting. I, I just made, yeah. I just made four million decisions since the last time I talked. <laughs> <laughs> right, and in, and and closed and opened a bunch of gates, or even stood before a gate. You got you got stuck at a gate. You know, and you're like, I don't know, and that's okay too. <laughs> I don't know. It's great. I think I, I don't know is a great way to regard binaries. A lot of times, it's, I don't know what the I think the binaries exist and they're there, but I don't know what it, what they are. And I think that's a lot of. I mean, I think, in, I think in some ways that's we we use the argument incorrectly in public of like there are no binaries or the binary doesn't exist. I was like, I don't find I find very little of that convincing, especially we talked about sort of in trans identified related uh, concepts or whatever. But uh, but I think the the more appropriate question is like, well, no, wait, what is the binary here? Like, have we yeah, have we misidentified prior binaries? You know, and that that's the and like, oh, okay, we thought. We thought it was left or right this way, but it's actually left or right this way, or you know, whatever. That's that that sort of thing. And I think, but I think that's why people get so scared and knee jerk and get inside outside is now that there are people who are like, 
things are binary and now things are on a spectrum. And those are actually presently two war warring groups, you know? As yeah. Opposed, as opposed yeah. to, I think, case by case basis, I, I think both of those are monumentally helpful ways of framing the world. Absolutely. And well, I'm sort of building up to that. You know, these are hopefully less, less um, divisive binary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, good uh, and evil. I guess, good I, guess, I, guess pun, yeah. I guess, I guess pun intended. Um, <laughs> so, so another one, and this is like a massive topic we don't need to yeah. get into, but it, it relates to spirituality. I guess I'm lightly curious how this relates to your, your Christian background. Um, yeah. I, you know, in my non-sec, or no, I'm messing that up. I don't, I don't know why I always mess up secular and non-secular. There's a binary. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Or the sacred and profane, as it was formerly poetically referred to in our in our English language. There you go. Um, cause it's like, so this is interesting. This is about positionality. So to me, yeah. like secular, like I almost want to, it, it like makes more logical sense to have a term like non-religious or non-Christian or something. Cause to me, that feels yeah. like the, the main, the main position. So to have a whole word that defines me as secular seems, seems odd. Um, yeah. and that, so I don't know, it's funny. Like I, I thought I'd train myself out of it, but here I am recorded for all posterity um you know messing up that binary uh but the but in more secular or spiritual non non organized religious spaces the, you'll see this term come up as duality or non-duality mm -hmm. and and non-duality is a really fascinating way to phrase it um yeah. potentially the wrong way to phrase it <laughs> because it's <laughs> The, the, anytime you add non or anti in front yes. of anything, you yeah. are creating a binary. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you're adding a binary. So duality is a binary. It's this or that, right? There's two things. Yeah. Uh, and then you add non. And the, the idea there is, is attempting to express the, the, the spiritual or perhaps even, you know, scientifically validated in the context of like quantum physics, the idea that everything is connected, yeah. that we are one. And yeah, that's like some lovey-dovey hippie stuff, and yeah. and I believe it's true at an energetic level. Like we are yeah. connected, we are one. We do need each other. We are interdependent. Um, so, yeah, how does that land for you? Duality well, and non-duality. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, the thing I like about non-duality is it also eliminates the spectrum uh, from consideration. So, in some ways, non-duality actually is anti-binary while being binary. So it is, as you said, it's a self-refuting thesis. So it's not that great of a thesis, but it's, a, um, but there is, there's elements of interest. It's almost like a thesis that I'd be like, well, this isn't true, but I guarantee there are elements under, under this heading that are, that are functionally useful and accurate. Um, because non-duality also would have to eliminate uh, spectrums because spectrums do tend to cluster uh, in terms of observed uh, spectrums of things were formerly referred to as binary and that sort of thing, uh, things tend to cluster, which means you're constantly going to have clusters that are big and small. So then it ultimately is going to be pretty binary-ish. So the non-duality then is then there is no, um, I, I guess would be almost a statement. It is pseudo-Buddhist, a little bit Hindu, uh, certainly tinted with the new age. And then it's a... Uh, it's non. It can't. It's not scientific either. So that's the kind of interesting thing because it's non. It's not observable that all things are uh, unified 
entire, you know what I mean? In any sort of entirely, which means then there are unified elements and ununified elements, which means you're back in the binary again. Um, but it's a cool way to, yeah. to, to step. I think it's a, a useful, uh, what is it? Okay, so the invisible woman in the Fantastic Four, she can turn invisible, but she can also put like force fields out to like uh, shield other people and make them invisible. She can also make solid force fields that she can like step on, even though you can't see them or uh, like obstacles. So she can kind of use her force field power to, to make platforms. To me, it's like an invisible platform that may or may not exist and certainly isn't permanent, uh, which means looking at things from a non-duality perspective is wildly helpful uh, philosophically, ethically, uh, rationally, just like to step out for a second and go, okay, well, let's look at the unified. Like, it's almost like zooming way out, right? Instead of zooming it out, out just far enough to see the two groups screaming at each other. But if you zoom way, 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 way out, way out, way out, then everything kind of is like a gray wash. And it kind of puts you, I, I think, I don't think it's true, but it puts you in the state of, uh, of accepted unknowingness. I'm sure there's a better word for that like schismo genesis but um not specifically that word but like word that cool um so i, I think that's helpful because it puts you in the state of like I, I don't know i don't know state which is a like ignorant you know sort of stating your ignorance to to begin the journey of wisdom i think is really i think would be very helpful um but it's not helpful in terms of like ethics in any way shape or form or progress in any way shape or form because then everything is the same as everything else ultimately so me shooting my neighbor in the head is, is the same as me making a bowl of cereal. And again, for, for deep philosophies of non-attachment and uh, plenty of people believe that. Uh, I don't know how many, but I, I, you know, there are probably you know, millions, you know, whatever, or hundreds of thousands around the world who, who are like, yes, I cleave to that. And that essentially none of this, but it's also nothing really matters. It's, it's kind of a, it's almost a non-duality is come almost sort of an ultimate secular, I think. Uh, arrival point, meaning that all things are random chance. You know what I mean? Your the fact that your brain is fizzing into thinking it's an ethical creation is just from random chance. The universe created by random chance. Everything is random chance. So there's really no, there's no like is or isn't really. This is all just like stuff that happened. You know. So that's kind of how I. That's how, how that swoops through my brain. Yeah, no, I think you're right, it, it, and certainly I. I've been in all kinds of settings and even facilitate settings where we can get into that outside of ourselves um, yeah and and feel and see maybe zoom out or or at least imagine you know we have this incredible power of imagination so yeah. we can actually leave ourselves and see other things and sense things um and so I think that's all true and you know we we are still rooted in this tangible physical 3d linear time reality as far as yeah. as far as i can tell i haven't found a way out of that you know anybody anybody who <laughs> thinks yet. that's interesting or, or is capable of doing that pretty much always comes back here and and that yeah. and there's benefit to that and taking a scoop of that i think to your point of yeah. wow that's how we can actually you know develop more hopefully more more empathy and compassion i mean that to me that's the nature of love that it is this yeah. force that that uh connects all of it all of us and so I think it's like going zooming out and taking a scoop of that love. So hopefully the next time I'm I'm in heavy traffic and people are cutting me off, I can I can stay there. Yes. Um, I, I just saw a meme this morning. Uh, it was this was funny. It was like it was like it was like picture of I don't know some some dude like meditating and it was like 
me coming back to my healer energy after being yeah you know after yelling at somebody in traffic i'm like yep yep there it is <laughs> there you go there you go well yeah if you could zoom out right if you could bird's eye throw up a drone maybe this is the future of uh automated driving be able to fly a drone up and check traffic in real time you know everyone's drones will be flying around if you could do that and zoom out in traffic often you'd be able to see like oh my gosh how little does it matter that person cut in front of me because look at all these this thousands totally. and thousands of little insects you know what i mean you're like do ants do this when they get in front of each other are they like come on i was i was next didn't you smell my pheromones i was following the they all just cluster and bump into each other that was that was my clump of dirt what yeah yeah <laughs> and who knows maybe they do i don't know i don't live with ants so um i mean if woody allen played in, in the uh easily um, hopefully forgettable uh film ants uh, then neuroses <laughs> are are applicable amongst uh, the ant kingdom but i don't know if dreamworks um, animation is necessarily the, the basis for our understanding of self but it does help yeah i think you mean yeah. i think you mean queendom queendom there you go uh so like to step in and yeah step to so step in and out though is is helpful but this is also the danger of you be applying as finite binary creatures um you like sort of unified theory means uh that he like uh, heterodoxy is it's ultimately it's a fundamental it leads to fundamental like gross fundamentalism because then it means uh, either everything's meaningless in which case like we have nothing to say nothing to do about anything if we just like decided today to just lie our face on the ground and turn into bubbly ooze over a time of necrosis, then that's as helpful as um, looking for someone who needs protection. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's all meaningless. Or it says ultimately, like, anytime you're outside of the, the duality, which means it has to be unified. If we're all one, then anyone who is not working ant-like towards the, the, uh, the best of the one gets destroyed right i mean we see this happen in the animal kingdom or insect kingdom right that if ultimately like if, if if a worker is maimed enough as to be useless they're either abandoned or consumed it becomes like the board right <laughs> all must be integrated and so if you're not working towards the the sort of unified the oneness then other you either need to be eliminated um or uh or sort of uh, what's the word so uh I don't know. Integrated is too is too soft of a word. Uh, you need to be forcibly integrated. Assimilated. Assimilated. Thank you. I was trying to think of the Borg. Well, yeah, what's the Borg word? Assimilated. Yes, you assimilated. I yeah, and I think you know that it basically relates to the concept of ego. And it's funny. I just uh, was rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy two yesterday, which I think is a beautiful way to explore the nature of ego. Yeah. And the, the living planet yeah like that's what is what is ego right it's i yeah. of course and it's yeah. it's inherently binary and separate i versus basically everything else yeah and i mean my philosophy is like we're in the human form we we have ego i, I yeah. a lot of practices want to reduce that i don't think there's anything wrong with that maybe kill it i'm not sure i believe that's possible uh or even useful like and in fact i've yeah. learned a practice where the, the ego is, is more just neutrally defined as like the, the part that helps us make those millions of decisions you're talking about and navigate yeah. the world. Yep. And, and yet I like that movie because it, it basically does speak to the, the, the nature of the ego is already basically to assume like, well, I'm all that exists in some way. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm truly everything else. I have to kind of filter through all sorts of perceptors and yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're essentially like, hallucinating our reality right i mean everything we take for granted like 
the sound of your voice in the English language. I'm like, well, that's just a bunch of weird vibrations that my brain yeah. is making more, sense out of. More, more. <laughs> I am Groot. Um, so this idea that, you know, it, it, yes, I think it is good to keep the ego in check because you've got 8 billion egos that all want to be the only ego and take over everything, Yeah, which is one probably natural characteristic of ego. Um, yeah, that's not healthy. So how do so that immediately goes to how do we how do we collaborate? I mean, I but I've been in an environment where we've done a good job, really creating a oneness and a and a sense yeah. of wow, we're going to show up and we're going to like basically be in a sense of um, attunement, right? Yeah. And then the challenge in those environments sometimes is like we never do anything, right? We never actually make a decision. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like go do anything. Yeah. So great. It is great team. Great team. Not effective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so I, uh, that's funny, I guess I'll announce it here. Uh, I'm recently engaged. Yay. And I have to make sure we do the social media post before this gets uploaded. So, uh, and I had no idea, I, you know, I'm a fan of words and I had no idea. There's two spellings of fiance as a word. I didn't know. And so I guess the ladies get an extra E, uh, or no, no, that's not true. Well, it's it depends on your perspective. So when when I say she's my fiance, yeah, I use an extra e to describe her. Mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, it's like it's rare in the English language that we have those separations, and of course, that's I don't know, that's a French word, I assume. But yeah, yeah. You know, so, so we, we but there's the Romance languages that they're often called. That's much more common and. I want to do some more research, honestly, about uh, how that's intersecting with all of these other discussions around gender and, and trans. And we've, we touched on a little like the term like Latinx or something like that. But yeah, like, I, you know, there are languages that obviously have a huge bearing on culture that, yeah, like, they're like all in on the binary. It's like, <laughs> there's only these two ways of, of expression, you know, and functioning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, well, because again, I think it's a, this is a to do with unif unification, stability, agreed upon. Again, this is the whole thing of like, uh, ego relates to it too, whereas ego can sort of draw you into the realm of subjective reality. And then, but shared reality can't really function on purely subjective reality um, because you need to coordinate realities with other units, you know? So that's sort of, and I, I think that's where, I think it's fascinating too, when people, so then there are entire people groups, anybody really, most of the romance languages uh, are rooted in, um, uh, are rooted in like masculine and feminine nouns, ver, you know, nouns especially, right? Um, so then, then that's a shared reality that unifies, that is the sort of the unity structure. Um, so in some ways it's like, that even speaks to our comfort, comfort with binaries, but our discomfort with binaries of this way and that way. So let's say, you know, people who don't masculinize or feminize their, their, their nouns, you know, I would assume even people who, because I didn't grow up speaking a language that had feminized or masculine in terms of using gender that way, gender as, as relates to uh, like semantics um, or sort of, you know, the broad, the broad range of semantics, etymology, et cetera, um, that I've, I've often wondered if those inclinations are so ingrained it doesn't carry over like as a person who speaks Spanish, starts speaking English, do they still think of certain nouns as 
like, does it have a feminine aspect or a masculine aspect to them simply because of those gender associations? Or is that so fundamental that you really don't necessarily cross consider those, you know, like a dog, right? El perro. So like, is a dog mask? You're like, well, I mean, there are women dogs. So, um, and you wouldn't immediately call them a puta, but you would, um, you, yeah, do you, are, do those things still carry over? Like do dogs have, dogs, male and female, have a slightly like masculine association, like a boy and his dog, you know, a man's best friend. Like we we have those associations in our culture. Um, and I can say that neutral about dogs because I, I have neither affection nor or disaffection or whatever for them. Um, but it is, it is fast. And then you can see how people would get very upset again if you try to upend the entire structure of, of their understanding of the world and language. Because then it is, it's very interesting. It's very, it, it, I, think it, I think what's interesting, it puts a binary, a new binary that perhaps they weren't acknowledging existed um, of an outside force coming in and saying, guess what, you're an other, you know what I mean? And you need to do it this way. This, it's this way versus that way. It puts a new binary in, you know? Whereas you're like, well, there, I wasn't even looking at this as a binary the way we do things. This is just how we do things. And it's never been yeah. adversarial. And it's never been adversarial before in, in human history. I mean, listen, in, in my lifetime, I shouldn't say in human history, where people have come in and been like, this, this gender aspect of your language is, is kind of on a binary, is good and bad. Or there's another, is another way that's in opposition. Like you were talking about people growing up in oppositional forces. It was never oppositional. This is like Latinx was the first time I ever heard anyone having a problem with gendered gendered language as like, mm, that's not the way you do it. You know what I mean? Because that's essentially what Latinx did, right? It was like, no, you can't do it. Like you shouldn't be doing it that way, which is really interesting. Like it's a, which uh, you've been like, doing for thousands of years? Yeah, forever. You're oh. in, in it, in it, I, it must, I'm sure it involved both it, all naturally in some way or another, you know, in terms of your like, sky you know whatever sky earth sky you like you separate things by elements and there's mother and father is are, is the essential building block of the family or the human race so then you're just like that was just an early way to go okay what things are more mother what things are more father and then you just start for whatever reason having those associations yeah and so you mentioned something which we, we touched on a little like with the idea of like tribalism and you know it's something we talk about a lot which is basically the idea of like fear and the perception of security and safety. Yeah. So the idea that like I am of this tribe, I think speaks to one of our most fundamental needs as humans is to yeah. belong. Yeah. Because when we belong, we know we can't, we know at the deepest level we can't actually survive alone. Like none of us, I mean, I don't yes. know, maybe, maybe some rare random person. <laughs> like yeah. We've watched it, we've watched a movie about somebody surviving, you know, on, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on their own in the wilderness or whatever. Yeah, the, but the, the bear the most of the world. Yeah. For the most part, we need each other. We're interdependent fundamentally as a species. Yeah. We're designed by design. And so that idea of, of tribalism, I think, comes at least in part from a sense of, well, that makes me feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And when we zoom out, tribalism actually uh, creates less stability more broadly because yeah. that's eventually leads to, to wars and you know all manner of things. Um, so let's loop back to that. But one one that occurred to me, so I... Uh, I'm a cyclist. That's my main uh, exercise. And thankfully, many years ago, gosh, a couple of days, decades ago, my brother introduced me to the idea of clipless pedals, mm. which in and of itself, as we're exploring the language of binaries, is even even a fascinating term. Because yeah. for those who don't know, there's there's just normal bike pedals, like where you just have flat and 
you know, you're not like connected to the bike at all. Yeah. And then there's the ones that have the front toe clips where you kind of just um, slide your slide your shoes into big uh, baskets or, you know, they're called clips. And then clipless are actually where the most clicked in. Because it's mm. it's a it's an actual cleat on the bottom of your shoe. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, me- mechanically attaches. So it's always been a funny phrase to me. Like, who came up with clipless? Because it's yeah. it's defining really a different mechanism yeah. as the antithesis to the clip. When they yeah. they almost have nothing to do with each other. And in fact, I would argue it's the most clipped in. It's it the is. most connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like well, I don't know. It's like these terms. Some of these. Sometimes we have to just pick apart the terminology and be like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. And then, but there's something really fascinating about it because you might argue on a bike pedal that, you know, there's, there's, you're either pedaling or you're not with each foot. And that's the case if you're just on flat pedals. And that's the whole argument for clipless pedals is you actually get a 360 motion. You're actually able to pull up. Yeah. As one pedal's going down, you're pulling up with the other. So the the theory, and and it, takes practice and so you know i don't always do it do it well uh is to have basically twice as much power if you're doing yeah, it right because yep. you're, you're actually getting the full cycle instead of just only when you push down on the pedal so i was just like oh my god there's like a whole bunch of binaries in there <laughs> so i thought that was kind of fun to explore that um, is fascinating and then uh i just sent you this article from forbes you know female leaders are better uh and I don't. We don't need to sink too deeply into it. Maybe we can uh, toss it on the on the Tumblr, or or people. It's probably not too hard to find. But I, when when I see things like this, I celebrate it. I'm like, yeah, it's still part of what the article pointed out is like we've only just reached 10 percent uh, female representation of leadership in the Fortune yeah. 500. It's I, I don't know how true this still is, but you know, years ago, I remember there were more. Hearing anecdotally, there were more. CEOs named John than there were women uh, in the Fortune 500. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, so that's progress, and I celebrate that. And and yet I'm I'm also always wondering, you know, how how much of this is nature or nurture? You know, mm. any any group that is excelling that's coming out of oppression in one way or another, to what extent is has that been actually formed or motivated by the oppression itself? And mm-hmm. I and I often wonder about that. You know, uh, like, um, I don't know, <laughs> sometimes I, I will say cheekily, like all, all nonconformists wear black, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I, we've talked a little bit, I don't consider myself particularly stylish, you know, but I do, I kind of, I don't know, just, uh, if you look at me, I'm guessing walking down the street, you're just like, okay, middle-aged dude wear, you know, like, whatever, just, I'm not that concerned about it. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a few times. You're a much more flamboyant dresser, arguably pulling from what we, what many people would probably determine as, as you know, not not exclusively male, whatever that means for fashion. Yeah. Um, and so, in 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 that way, you know, I, I sometimes wonder when people are expressing themselves mm-hmm. with hair color or clothes or whatever, like to what ex- it's often lifted up as like, ah, oh, that's that's pure expression that's natural expression you know and yeah. i'm still wondering always okay but how much of that is actually based on at least subconsciously a contrast to mm-hmm. the dominant expression and therefore is also deeply deeply motivated by the dominant expression 
Yeah, I think very much so. I mean, I think, but again, this is how, this is why I think boundaries are so phenomenally useful is because you can coordinate your position, A, your vantage point of binaries, which is slightly, is useful, but slightly less helpful. That's into the tribalistic sense. Even more fundamentally good is when you can unify your appraisal of which binary to choose in any given moment um, with someone else, right? So then you can agree not only what the binaries are, but actually which which path, which yes to say, which no to say. Then you start coordinate as as a unit, right? That's that's super helpful, and that's actually where a lot of progress happens, though. But then, as we know, the danger of human beings is if we tend to all start thinking the same, we actually start losing we kind of lose a bit of our uh, flavor and our ability to innovate, right? Because then we all think the same way. So then innovations and thinking are required. So then divergent, intentional or like natural divergences from the norm. Again, the, the speak we're speaking right now is to the natural, unnatural sort of divergence from norm is, is in and of itself part of the norm, like the necessary norm to have divergence, you know? And I think all it's, you would need to be neurologically divergent to a quite a significant degree to not have some degree of oppositional force in the way that you manifest in the world. Um, if you manifest like to any degree notably differently, right? And that could be if it's a, you're in a flamboyant community and you dress in t-shirt and jeans, then you're doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So you can actually manifest the, the same behavior in different modes and provoke a different uh, response to the communal sort of, I would say much more relativistic or, or malleable uh, binary, um, but it's but again, it's super helpful. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, uh, I th in the binary of useful, not useful. I think that's generally a useful instinct. Um, it can also be yeah. the opposite of useful, depending on how divergent from the binary. You know what I mean? If you like, you have a culture that thinks murder is wrong, and you're someone who like regularly goes out and murders people, then we're kind of like, oh, that's kind of that's too far past. You know, the grouping. As we zoom out, we're like, yeah, you're way past the edge of our binary of good and evil. Like, you can't keep doing that. You can't just keep murdering people who don't want to be murdered, you know. Um, but generally, within the within the framework, ultimately, you're still kind of within the binary, funnily enough. You're in the binary of, like, acceptable, not acceptable, right? There's all these, again, this is the intersectional aspect, right? There's so many overlapping binaries for any any manifestation we might wish to project in the world, you know? So I am I consider myself well within the acceptable. I'm wearing, uh, yeah, both women's uh, bottoms and a shirt and a pants are both women's clothing. Um, and it, to some people, it's a little like off-putting or endangering or whatever, but I'm still, you know, very comfortably sort of within the, the binary of sort of acceptable, not acceptable, you know? But if I had like flaming nipple tassels or whatever at the, at the Whole Foods, I probably like at that point, I would be pushing in oppositional force past that. But opposition is always there, man. And that, it's interesting. I, I know that kind of took us far afield from the from the women leaders thing. And that's a different idea, too, is that oppression creates or, or like you're talking about enmity between groups or even oppression creates innovation. You know, pressure creates innovation. So you wonder, like, would women be as good leaders if they were if they were more than 10%. If women were 50%, are, are they just going to get worse as leaders by that metric? You know, it's an interesting quandary to consider. And I think they would. Ultimately. Yeah. I think, I think pressure, I think uh, pressure creates, uh, no, certain pressure can destroy us, but a certain degree of pressure can actually, uh, is very helpful. Like I think bullying is helpful and good. Like I don't think bullying is just like bad. You know what I mean? You can zoom in. You know, you can binary every individual bullying experience as harmful or helpful. Um, 
or zoom into the results of it, you know, being harmful and helpful. But like, likewise, yeah, oppression can be actually monumentally beneficial um, while at the same time still being something that needs to be abolished if we've hopefully as a species or a person learned everything we need to learn from it. Yeah, that one of my mentors years ago was talking about specific, specifically in the context of racism that we mm. actually need to eventually have an equality of mediocrity. <laughs> like, like you know, Obama's a good example, and yeah, we you know, we could have a long discussion about you know good or bad president policies, whatever. But I think he was held to a higher standard than a lot mm. of other presidents because he was a black man, and the idea that he's an exceptional you know person doesn't yeah. you know because cer certainly Obama becoming president didn't have any bearing on oh we're 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 post-racist or or whatever in fact in many ways it probably flamed uh other other uh i don't know groups groups hate groups whatever but the the point i want to make is this idea that and we're seeing this in other ways like i know we've talked a little bit about the, the outgoing mayor of chicago like like mm -hmm. you know in a way that's it's actually healthy i think that we're seeing leaders from yeah. historically marginalized groups yeah that i don't think are that i don't think are good leaders I think that's <laughs> yeah. actually really healthy. Yeah, yeah. Rather than always being like, oh no, they have to be so exceptional and so amazing and so much better yeah. than any other, you know, any other identity group. Um so I wanna I know we just have a little more time um, okay. and this is maybe saving the biggest, most controversial thing for the end. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> maybe it warrants warrants a part two, but it's it's one we've also traversed in other ways. But yeah, the binary, the human binary of let's say sperm and ova. Yeah. Is one I, I believe we agree on at the most fundamental yeah. level. Gamete, uh, that gamete, is what, gamete production. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's needed to create uh, human life, lots of other forms of life, of course. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, kind of extra, expanding out from there to eventually these other, these more like, I guess, macro binaries in the context of, of biology mm -hmm. of man, woman, male, female. Yeah. And then, you know, one one observation I have is I, I feel like there are more folks uh, who are trans, which means flipping binaries or, or kind of embracing the other binary rather than uh, non-binary or gender fluid. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I should look up the, the data on that, although I can't imagine there's any data that's totally accurate because that's, that's comprehensive a... <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty nascent. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting to me in this context, without going back into the whole huge universe of trans rights and everything else. It's yeah. just like, well, even in that world, which is arguably a, a smaller percentage, at least of the mainstream current, you know, human identification. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the binary is still embraced. Yeah, it's very much so. I think, well, it's, it's the interesting thing, too. I was thinking about, like, um, I've started seeing people just this past two weeks uh, refer to... Um, cis uh, with people are called cis uh, i've seen it i think four or five six times uh people are rejecting that word uh, as a slur uh as a referring to that as like that's hate speech please don't use that term with me um right and it's inter it interesting to hear that because i was like oh because i think i would listed some here like helpful binaries love hate good evil male female perfect imperfect sinful righteous and then i was like unhelpful ones uh to me cis trans is an unhelpful binary uh, because it sets up a binary that's not based on statistical distribution or objective uh, appraisal um, because it, it it's such a lopsided weird binary to set up in some ways where it's like 
99% cis, 1% trans. Again, that's loose. We, we know those percentages are changing, but that's generally the, the population distribution. And so you're like, why in the world? That doesn't even make any sense to set up a binary like that, um, especially in while at the same time, sort of, I believe non-binary is generally considered under the umbrella of trans when figuring out a percentage of the population entire. Um, because trans just means like other other than not not aligning with essentially, but I was like, so that doesn't make any sense as a binary, right? To be like ninety nine percent this and one percent this, you're just like that's an anomaly. All you're describing is an anomaly, so it's actually not. Those are those are unequal. You know what I mean? That would be like um, I'm trying to. I, I actually don't even know any other binaries that we we have proposed that are that drastically uh, uh, different or whatever. Um, so in some ways, I think it's fascinating. But this is, gets me to the, I think the, one of the better ways to look at it, uh, especially because you had sent an article today to look through like a multi-checklist of ways in which one can signal uh, biologically, sig like you can read the signal of, uh, of one's uh, sex slash gender is uh, the same way I was saying, not all binaries are absolute, meaning not absolute in their entirety, meaning one could have six of eight indicators saying, yep, that's a female. And then two saying, oh, those actually indicate more more male, or I think what's usually the case actually, uh, kind of in the Venn diagram overlap of where there are some chromosomal, hormonal, adrenal, genetic, et cetera, overlap in, in the human species. Because again, binaries are generally formed from the, the two most massive groups within a spectrum. Um, so if you look yeah. at it that way, then you're just like, well, six out of eight, well, is, are you really a woman? Really like, well, yes. I mean, yes, the, you're, you're just talking about the, like the anomalies in uh, in internal recognition of all things being actually in accordance and all checking the box in order to create uh, to create woman uh, or create man. And then in which case, I, I would assume in terms of once you put out a, a list, it just has to, as long as you fulfill the majority of those, then that's where you are um, sectioned in the binary. And I think the interesting thing about the gender slash sex binary is we have both uh, scientific ways uh, to adjudicate such a thing. But we all, I think, even more fundamentally experience the maybe less scientific, but more experiential or ego, uh, not even ego-based actually, but like biologically uh, motivated uh, appraisal systems, right? Like we have all developed the ability to recognize male or female from great distances. Uh, you know what I mean? Just in terms of like in a tribal setting, if someone was coming, if people are coming towards you and you can recognize from a distance, whether they're male or female, that is advantageous to you survival-wise. Uh, to know if like a group of men are coming towards your, you know, uh, towards your village, you know what I mean? In which case you have to prepare in a different way uh, than now, of course, they could be warrior women. There's there's no, nothing to say they can't be warrior women. That's totally appropriate. Um, but you, you uh, and likewise, if you're in a dark alley with someone like as a woman, your ability to detect whether someone is male or female uh, through pheromones, uh, electrochemical energy, hidden ways that we don't even understand. Um, those binaries exist for, again, like what you said, protective purposes or whatnot. So then there are systems of appraisal even beyond those of sort of objective, like we can we can quantify this and put it on a scale and be like, oh, it's a 19.5, which means you're in this, in the range, in the range of, of womanhood, which introduces the concept of the, the range, the spectrums within the binary, right? Which are kind of uh, fascinating as well. I know I kind of rambled around all of that. But. Yeah, no, and we've explored at some length our different perspectives on you know how, i guess how, maybe how important the bio biology is versus the idea that we can choose to yeah. you know claim another identity or 
express ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it reminds me, I was gonna say this earlier. It's funny. I don't, I don't have that reaction to cis, but I, but it relates in a very strange way, I guess, to the, what I was saying about being labeled as secular, where I'm yeah. like, I, I didn't choose something and now I have a label, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, weird. It's like, that's weird. So I get that. Um, Especially for something like that too, which is, I mean, I think it's very hard to, diff I, I think there are very few people who are secular. I guess those would be like uh, determined, sort of like biological determinists and uh, moral relativists, I suppose. Um, it's a very specific set, but even a moral relativism is itself sort of a religious uh, affiliation. And so like, I mean, trying to prove anything is secular is, is actually like phenomenally different, uh, difficult. You mean, so it, it you mean in the strictest sense of like zero attachment to anything that could be considered religious, which yeah. as we've discussed here, like, like woke is a religion, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And any, yeah, basically any, any system that has sort of rituals or really any code, any moral code ultimately has to root itself in some sort of quote unquote religious framework ultimately. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, but there are things that are, yeah, there that are assigned to us. And again, people's external appraisals are something we constantly rely on throughout our existence, you know, in, in terms of that's how schooling works. That's how uh, medical science works. You know, you have cancer. I don't identify as a cancer, as someone who has cancer. And listen, I'm not even saying that refusing that identification might help your healing. It may well be, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm woo woo enough to know that that could, that could function that way. But it is a, it, it's, but it's talking so much of the stuff we're talking about, right? Is like how important binaries are in coordinate, in coordinate reality. And I think actually that's why people are so flipped out. The trans thing gets people so upset is actually it has very little to do with people's personal choice and that sort of, not, not too little to do, but very little to do with that. And more to do with like, I think like objective versus subjective reality, essentially, where people are like, we need to value subjective reality to a, to a higher degree than we are within our coordinate units. And other people are like, that's the last thing we do right now. Like there's too much danger in the, you know, whatever it, it I think yeah. in both cases, it says like, Oh, you're provoking my internal sense of danger. And the other people are like, you're, you're, you're endangering the collective, right? You're, you're the, right. the oneness, you're stepping out of the oneness so far. And you're starting to say that you, you're stepping out of the 99% is the new is actually as real as what everyone else is experiencing. And people are kind of like, well, that's, again, that's disrupt disruptive. You know, it's disruptive to our to our sort of coordinate identity. So then, again, in the in the ant thing, it's like, oh no, this is why. In some, I think, some cases it can get rapacious. I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming it does. It's a little bit like we have to destroy you. We have to we have we have to like tear maybe not the people. But we have to like tear the ideology hopefully apart, as opposed to the people. I don't think people need to be torn apart over this. But in the, in the ant sense, you're like, oh no, you need to be. You're you're injured. You're injured, and you're trying to lead us into ruin. We have to consume, you know, we have to consume you. And all I, right. say, I say all well, that to avoid that. <laughs> there you go. Another binary. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give you the last word there. So coming oh. in uh, is is binary natural. Uh, I'm going to stick with yes. I think we've yeah. identified a number of a number of binaries that do in fact exist. And yeah. You. Yes, I, I, I agree that they are natural, uh, supernatural um, and therefore um, intermingled into being helpful and unhelpful <laughs> beautiful answer all right love you brother <laughs> i love soon. you have a beautiful day sir you too